0: Did you know that it is the last step of the race that counts the most? See, sometimes we think, oh, it's it's really how I start. And that may be a part of it. But really, if you run each step of the race but not the last one, then crossing the finish line, uh, and you don't cross the finish line, it would be just the same as if you didn't race at all. That last step is the most crucial step. Sometimes we don't think about the commitments that we've made and the perseverance that will be needed to continue on this race that we jump into in whatever way it would be, because we don't think that we have obstacles coming up. Sometimes we think, well, I'm making a commitment at the beginning of this marriage or I'm making this commitment at the beginning of this job, but we never think of the adverse circumstances that may come up. And we make the commitments at the beginning of the journey. But what happens when problems arise and and circumstances arise that are out of your control and you feel like life-changing battles occur? Sometimes we overestimate commitments and we underestimate perseverance. Well, we're going to learn the benefits of perseverance and how to find the strength to persevere through what seems impossible. Now, as an up-and-coming actor, many find it hard to persevere through what seems impossible. And there's a story of a young and up-and-coming actor who had dreams of making it big. And when he would start his, when he started his career, he found that there were many roadblocks that he never thought he would encounter. And he would try and try, job after job. He would, he would audition and be turned down he would even try out for his college, uh, their college did a play. He was turned down for that. And he kept trying and trying and even tried to uh, work in commercials but couldn't find steady work. But one day he did land a, a small part in a commercial and, and started to build from there. Then he, he auditioned for a, a TV show, a sitcom, and finally got a break. And it was in the 80s. But he only got paid $5,000 a week. Now, you might think, $5,000 a week? I would take $5,000 a week. Well, you understand why it's only $5,000 a week. But it also allowed him to guest star on other shows, uh, on talk shows, and it gave him more exposure. And then he finally got his big break uh, with uh, having a movie deal. And he was a star in this movie, and he was the main actor. In 1995, uh, this actor and this movie received six Academy Awards. In this movie, Forrest Gump. And the actor, Tom Hanks. Now, what made the difference for this actor? It was this one word, perseverance. He encountered many times where he wasn't able to, and, and he encountered many times where people said, No, no. But he didn't let rejection dissuade him from persevering in his career. He just kept going when he couldn't get the part or when people said no. And he always looked at the long haul. Even though he was offered mediocre jobs, he still felt like, you know, this is, this is a part of me going on my way to something bigger. That he continued to persevere. Today, over 30 years later... He has won two Oscars and over 62 other types of awards and 65 nominations, or 65 wins and 62 nominations of various awards. In an interview, the interviewer asked Tom Hanks, what would you say to young up-and-coming actors? And he said, you know, it's I would tell them this, that it's a harsh business. Because you will be judged not by the people you give orders to, but by the people who have given you orders. And if you don't deliver and get it done, it'll be counted against you. You can't take anything personal because it'll take a while for you to develop. 99% of the time in this business, people say, no thank you. You ain't got the skills, you ain't got the talent. You're not what we're looking for. That's a hard thing to deal with. And regardless of being turned down, regardless of not getting the job, you have to say, I'm going to go out and do this again tomorrow. That you have to know who you are and what your skill set are. That I'm in this for the long haul. Then he ends his interview with this. It all comes down to perseverance. Perseverance. I don't think we really take time to think through this word perseverance. I don't think we use this word too often when we're in the situation. We may think of how do I do certain things or what am I going to do, but to think of persevering, sometimes that's difficult. Some of us, because of our talent, rely more on our talent than we do persevering through the hard times. And and sometimes we'll skate through certain things. But then when we hit a wall and we don't know how to persevere, our talent just don't cut it. Because it's not talent, it's it's not destiny that's going to help us. It's perseverance that will get us through the most difficult seasons. So this morning we're going to learn... From the perseverance of God's people, the Israelites, because they persevered. And we're going to learn through their desert years how they persevered and the benefits of persevering. We're also going to learn uh, through Jesus Christ and how he persevered and uh, his disciples and how they persevered. But I'm going to start in the book of Deuteronomy. And, and if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. It's in the Old Testament. Deuteronomy chapter 2, and I'll read uh, from verse 1. If you don't have your notes, I'll read it so you can catch it. If you don't have your Bible, I'll read it, and then you can catch it. But you can write it in your notes and check it out later. It's it's just a powerful story on God's people persevering. And you have your notes in your bulletin, so you can take that out. And in Deuteronomy chapter 2, I'll read it. It says, Then we turned and journeyed into the wilderness of the way of the Red Sea, as the Lord spoke to me, and we skirted Mount Seir for many days. And the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward and command the people, saying, You are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau who live in Seir. And they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Do not meddle with them. For I will not give you any of their land. No, not so much as one footstep, because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. You shall buy food from them with money that you may eat, and you shall also buy water from them with money that you may drink. For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're trudging through this great wilderness. He, uh, these forty years, the Lord your God has been with you. You have lacked Nothing. So what God is saying is that I understand what you're going through. I understand that you're going through the wilderness. I understand you're in the desert. I understand you need food, you need water. I understand these things. that's what God says to us. He knows what's happening in our lives. And He continues in verse 13. He says, Now rise and cross over the valley of the Zered. So we crossed over the valley of the Zered. And the time we took to come from Kadesh Barnea until we crossed over the valley of the Zeded was 38 years. 38 years. Talk about persevering. Until all the generation of the men of war was consumed from the midst of the camp, just as the Lord had sworn to them. So here is Moses and God and Moses giving the people instruction and and reminding them of where they are. And reminding them that, look, these 38 years, this is what we needed to do. All of these years, this is what was happening. And God was with us through every single obstacle. But we continued to persevere. Then it continues in verse 16. So it was, when all the men of war had finally perished from among the people, that the Lord spoke to me, saying, This day you are to cross over at Ar, the boundary of Moab, And when you come near the people of Ammon, do not harass them or meddle with them, for I will not give you any of the land of the people of Ammon as a possession, because I have given it to the descendants of Lot as a possession. So he's telling them that don't don't meddle in with these other nations, because I don't want you to become like them. You're becoming my people, and you need to follow what I'm saying, because I know the promises for you. And so God is giving them complete instruction in detail because he knows what needs to be done in order to receive the promises. Then he says in verse 24, Rise, take your journey, and cross over the, the river Arnon. He says, Look, I have given into your hand Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. Now that word battle, we don't like to hear. Because we don't like it when we have to confront or when there's adversity or when we hit a wall. We don't like the battle times. We do like the rewards that come out of battle. We do like the rewards that come out of persevering. But to persevere through, sometimes that's where we give up. And we say, you know, it's not worth it. I'm not going to do this. You know, I quit. But there are benefits when it comes to perseverance. And, and every single person can receive benefits from perseverance by understanding these truths that we're going to talk about that God gives to us and, and how we can be people who persevere. And the first thing is to understand this, that perseverance releases the blessings of God that quitting will never bring. It just does. Perseverance, it, 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 gives, us the, it gives us benefits. Quitting will never give us benefits. Perseverance releases the blessings of God. See, perseverance releases many life-changing rewards. Perseverance is not an issue of, of time or talent. It's really an issue of finishing. Famous coach Vince Lombardi said that the difference between a successful person and others is not a lack of strength or a lack of knowledge. It is a lack of determination. And we understand what it means to be determined. And we know that life is not merely a marathon, but, but a marathon with short, brief sprints within it. That we don't just run through this entire life. We have to finish races every day. There are certain sprints that we finish every day. Uh, certain uh, things that will come our way with finances, and we've we got to finish well with that. Maybe our children are struggling with something. we got to do well with that. Maybe in our marriages... We need to do well just for that day so we can survive that day. Every day there's a sprint and there's a finish line in this marathon of life. When explorer Columbus faced incredible difficulties while sailing west in in search for a shorter route to the uh, West Indies, to the Indies, he wanted to, instead of going east, he wanted to find a better way going west. And and as he's doing so, he encountered many difficulties – even with his crews, the three ships that were with him, they encountered storms, they experienced hunger and deprivation, dealt with extreme hunger and discouragement. But the crews of the three ships were near mutiny. I mean, Think about it, they're on these ships and, and uh, encountering all these obstacles, and, and while Columbus is saying, this is where we're going, they're thinking, you know what, <laughs> this is not worth it. So near mutiny. But Columbus persevered. And the account on on the recording of his journals records all the different things that he experienced and, and persevering. But it always had these words in his journal. Today, we sailed on. That regardless of what the weather was like and, and the food source and, and, and the resources diminishing, he knew that he needed to persevere. Now, his perseverance paid off. However, he didn't discover a fast route to the rich uh, Indies with all these spices that they were going for. But instead, he found new continents. And he said, this is what we need to do. We sail on. I think there comes a point in all of our lives where we will reach that decision of Are we going to sail on or are we done? Are we going to continue on? Because there's a prize at the end of this. There are rewards that come with perseverance. Columbus won every short race. He didn't just look at the big picture and say, okay, we got to head west and hopefully we get there. He said, okay, today, this is what we're going to accomplish. Today, this is the race we're going to finish. Today, this is what we're focused on. And today, we sail on. It's one race at a time. And I think for us, it's, it's, it's to really think through those small little steps that we need to take every day. Because sometimes the big picture can it, it can bring fear into our hearts. The big picture can, can overwhelm us. The bills that need to be paid can overwhelm us. The amount of finances that aren't coming in can overwhelm us. But if we take everything in bite size and, and each day as a sprint, each moment as a sprint, and each... Each project with little sprints in them, then we'll be able to persevere. Instead of thinking of the big project you have to finish, look at all the little things that you need to do in this big project to accomplish it. Otherwise, we'll never persevere through it. At a sales convention, a a corporate uh, sales manager got up in front of 2,000 of the employees, and, and just to encourage them with not giving up or never quitting, he said, Did the Wright brothers ever quit? And they said, No. He said, Did Charles Lindbergh ever quit? No. Did Ray Lewis ever quit? No. Did Thorndike McKeister ever quit? Who? <laughs> Thorndike McKeister, did he ever quit? McC- nobody knows who he is exactly because he quit. <laughs> we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't know these people if they had not been for their perseverance. See, there are people in our lives that persevere. And then there are people in our lives that don't persevere. What group will you find yourself in because I really believe that God wants to encourage us this morning to persevere. I mean, uh, how many highly successful people do you know who quit? I don't think too many. It says in Deuteronomy 11, verses 8 to 12, God says, Therefore, be careful to obey every command. You can circle those words. Every command. I am giving you when? Today. Today giving you these commands today. Don't have to worry about all the things tomorrow, just today. What do you need to do today? So you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are about to encounter. If you obey, you will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you are about to enter and take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you came." where you planted your seed and made irrigation ditches and your foot as as in a vegetable garden. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain, a land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches over it through each season of the year. You know what God is saying? I have promises for you. I'm taking care of it. But on this side of it, Every day. Just take one day at a time. Obey every step of the way. Because when you obey every step of the way today, I'm going to give you strength for the next day. I'll give you strength in it and you'll persevere through it and receive my promises. See, I I want to encourage you this morning to persevere in your marriage, in your relationships. Even with your children, they may be having a difficult time in school or with their grades. Encourage them through it. You may be having a difficult time at work and I want to encourage you persevere through it because there are blessings that come with perseverance that quitting will never bring. It could be with your health and you're thinking, oh, no sense. Might as well just give up. No, persevere because there are benefits that come with it that quitting will never bring. God has his promises. He's taking care of it. He says, I'll take care of the promises until you get there. It's not going to go away. He takes care of it. You might be thinking, yeah, but, but it's hard to persevere. Too hard. Too difficult. Too many people complaining. I work with too many idiots. I, I just I can't. It's so hard. Not me, because I love our staff. Yeah, they're, oh, I work with great people. And you may be thinking, ah, I can't. My finances, I can't because of this. I don't know how to, it's just too difficult, too hard. Well, here's the second thing. Here's here's where it, it, it kind of shifts for us, and this is where we need to really, really draw from God. That perseverance draws valuable benefits out of adversity. Some of us, we just don't like adversity. We don't like confrontation, we just, Nope. I, I, I'll shy back from it. I don't, want, I don't want adversity. But it's not adversity that should define us. It should be how we respond to it. That's what really defines us. It's not adversity. It's not when you come across hard times. It's not the desert times. It, that's not what defines us. It's, it's how we respond to those times. That's what's going to define us. There are many who give up all too quickly when they hit the wall of adversity. But if you had a purpose in going past that wall, if you had a reason for it, then you would persevere. Two people standing at the same wall, one having no purpose, one has to save their son or daughter on the other side. One will find all the reasons why they shouldn't get through this wall. The other will find all the reasons why they should and persevere through it. You've got to realize that you have a purpose in this life, that you don't just exist. You're here for a reason. Therefore, whatever adverse circumstances you encounter, it's there for a reason. We're going to encounter those. It's how we respond to that. You've got to remember you have a purpose, and the promises are on the other side. Can we persevere through this wall, through this roadblock, through this circumstance? Can I persevere through this? How can I do this? Lord, how can, I, how can I persevere through what seems impossible? Well, if I think of those who have persevered and made their way through, those who have encountered the same walls that I'm encountering, they've all done pretty much the same kinds of things. But the common thing that they have done is they persevered. They find the benefit to them personally that comes from any trial... And they recognize that the best thing about adversity is coming out on the other side. Receiving the promises. You ask anyone who has been married for a while that there are many benefits that come out of adversity in a marriage, that they've persevered through it. And for those who have been... Maybe you're a newlywed or or you're about to get married, ask those who have been through it all. Because in the beginning, we don't think about persevering In the beginning, it's all about love, which is true. We need love to persevere. We need love in our marriage. But sometimes in the beginning of a relationship, oh, it's all love. It's all love. Yeah, but here's some things that you got to think through in the future. Why? We love each other. Love is all you need. That's a part of it. Yeah. But you still got to persevere when it's difficult. There will be many times, yes, you will love each other, but there will be many times where you don't like one another. How are you going to persevere through that? We need to persevere. There's many benefits that come with it. See, there are valuable benefits that come out of our troubles and, and finding something good in the process, however small it may be. Someone said it like this, that giving up when adversity threatens can make a person bitter. Persevering through adversity makes one better. I think we all want to be better. We all want to be around people who are better, not bitter. So perseverance is the key. There are no shortcuts to receiving anything worthwhile. It takes perseverance. Do the right thing every day. Win those races every day and you'll find that perseverance will compound over time and the benefits that come out of it. You'll find that you will grow daily, that you'll mature in your walk with Jesus Christ because that's a benefit out of persevering. And sometimes we make a vow or commitment in the beginning, but never thinking about persevering through the difficult times because we don't understand the benefits of perseverance. One of the disciples of Jesus Christ, specifically Peter, learned that lesson He learned it well. And in Mark chapter 14, I want to read this story to us. And it's about Peter and and the disciples and and even what Jesus was going through before he went to the cross. And even Jesus himself teaches us how we can persevere. I'm going to read Mark chapter 14, verses 27 through uh, 42. And I want us to picture what is happening right now at this season and, and how they need to persevere through it. Jesus says to his disciples... He says, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. He speaks this to his disciples. He's saying, all of you are going to stumble. All of you. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. In verse 28, but after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Now watch Peter. Watch his response. Peter feeling all good, feeling all macho. Peter says to him, hey, even if all are made to stumble... I'm not going. I'm going to stand strong. It's my version. Peter said to him, Jesus said to him, Surely I say to you, Now watch, watch the challenge that comes from Jesus Christ. I say to you today, Even this night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. But, but he spoke more vehemently, which means strongly, or with more emotional, or with more anger. Peter said, If I have to die with you, I will not deny you. What a strong commitment. What a a strong value to have at the beginning before he hit the adversity. Very strong words, great commitment. And all the other disciples said likewise. So they come to this place which is named Gethsemane. Jesus says to His disciples, Sit here while I pray. That's all He asked. Just sit here. I'm going to pray. Just sit down. Doesn't require much thought. Doesn't require much energy. Just sit here while I go pray. So they sit down. And He took Peter, James, and John with Him. And He began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then He said to them, "My, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. Jesus is encountering adversity. He's encountering this huge wall, this huge roadblock, this, this impasse. Because He knows He's going to have to die for our sins. He knows He's going to have to die painfully on the cross. He knows what He's facing. And so His soul is extinguishingly, exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. So He went a little further a little farther and and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible the hour might pass from him. So you can see already this is a difficult situation for Jesus Christ that he drops on his knees before the Father because he's encountering a a difficult impasse. And he's praying that if it's possible that that hour might pass him. And, And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. He says, take this cup away from me. But watch how he perseveres. Watch what he does. He says, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter. Now, I don't think he said it sarcastically or to you know, demean Peter. But it's almost like he was letting Peter know this is when perseverance is needed. He says to Peter, Simon. Are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy, and they did not know what to answer him. Then he came the third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. He says, Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. Now. I don't know if you've ever been that tired where you're just nodding off. You know, you just can't stay awake. Maybe in church sometimes you just can't stay awake. Maybe when you're driving or, or maybe when you're watching TV and you're just trying to stay awake. It's like your eyes are heavy. You're trying, you're trying to stay awake. You slap yourself in the face when you're driving. You, 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 you chew ice. You drink cold water. You open up all the windows. You sing as loud as you can. I do that. So I just try my very best to stay awake. Sometimes I'll pull over and go to sleep. I think at this very point, a lot of adrenaline shot into the system of these disciples because Jesus tells them, rise, my betrayer is here. In other words, the game begins now. He's telling his disciples, if you're going to ever make a commitment, if you're ever going to persevere, now's the time. And I believe they got up and said, wait, 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 wait a minute. What, what, what? What is going on? Well, my betrayers are here. This is what we were preparing for. This is what I was talking about. I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to die. But I'm going to rise again. And I'm sure the disciples say, Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? So now we got to get ready? Right now is when... The, where's the sword? You remember Peter slashed one of the ears of the, the, the uh, guards? I believe at that very moment, it was their time to say, This is the race we need to finish. And even though Peter made that commitment, continues in verse 66. Now, as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came, and when she saw Peter warming himself by the fire, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus of Nazareth. Now, remember Peter's commitment. Even if I have to die with you, Jesus, I will never leave your side. I will never deny you. Eh, More or less. So now Peter's there. And then he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are saying. And he went out on the porch, and a rooster crowed the first time. And the servant girl saw him again, and and began to say to those who stood by, This is one of them. And again, Peter denied it. And a little later... Those who stood by said to Peter again, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean, and your speech shows it. Then he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man of who you speak. And a second time, the rooster crowed. Then Peter called to his mind the word that Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And then he thought about it and wept. It was another life-changing moment for Peter that he understood that, boy, I can make these strong commitments. I can start strong on the beginning of the journey, but what do I do when I hit this wall? What do I do when I'm challenged with my belief? What do I do when someone says, hey, you're a Christian, aren't you? Easy to say, I go to church. Much more difficult when someone points it out at you. Peter is faced with this and Jesus was teaching his disciples what it meant to persevere. He was modeling for us that it wasn't about a talent, a skill, or or a destiny. It was about this thing called perseverance. That it's not about us and our will. It's about the Father and his will. Because he sees the promised land up ahead. And he's saying, if you obey me daily... You win every race. This is the promise that I have for you. If you cannot see vision for your family, if you cannot see vision for your future, if you cannot see vision for your marriage, you're not going to persevere because you have no purpose to persevere. You're just going to say, why sense? Why would I need to do this? No sense work this hard. No sense. But the Lord says, I have these promises for you. See, many of us understand perseverance. Some of us are still learning, and and maybe we all, during certain seasons of our lives, once again must persevere in whatever area it would be. It could be with your family, finances, college, school, grades, friends. It could be anything, relationships, children. But really it comes down to, am I going to persevere when it becomes difficult? Am I going to fight forward through, through this illness that I have, even though I've got to go through all of this treatment? Am I going to persevere because there are benefits that come out of it? That's what Jesus was teaching us. That, that, that heroic mark of a person is someone who is able to draw valuable benefits from adversity through perseverance. That they say, it's not about my will. It's not what I want, Lord. It's, it's really what you want. It's, it's your will, not my will. Mark fourteen thirty six. that's what Jesus said. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. He said, take this cup away from me. But then he says, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. In other words, this is what Jesus was modeling for us. And number three, make God my source of strength to persevere. That's where our source of strength should come from. It should come from God. Where else are we going to derive the strength that we need to persevere? That's In order for us to receive God's promises, we're going to need God's strength. Because he, he, he has the strength needed for us to persevere for His promises. There will be many people and opportunities that try to kill your purpose in life. Persevering Persevering means stopping not because you're tired. Not because you're fatigued. Not because you can't push any further. Persevering only stops when the job is done. That's the only time it stops. It never quits. Someone said it like this. Success is like wrestling a gorilla. You don't wait and quit when you're tired. You quit when the gorilla is tired. And we face many gorillas today because perseverance, think about it, perseverance is never needed when you're not tired. You don't need to persevere when things are going well. You don't need to persevere when it's the most joyful time of life. You don't need to persevere when the finances are great. You don't need to persevere when the relationship is strong. You don't need to persevere when the family is strong, when the kids are doing well, when the grades are well. You don't need to persevere. Why? Because it's not hard. It's easy right now. I don't need to persevere because everything's going smooth. Perseverance is only needed when things aren't going well. That's when we persevere. It's not needed when you're healthy. It's needed when you're sick or injured. It's not needed when you're strong. It's needed when you're at your weakest. It's needed in those moments where you feel like you just can't go on. That's where perseverance kicks in. Yesterday, some of you were there at the uh, American Heart Association, the Heart Walk. And uh, great job, everyone, you know, even volunteering. But, uh, you know, we went down there and I can walk for a little bit, but I'd rather run. I don't know, I just, just for me, I'd rather run. So we started, and as I'm running, uh, I lose Heidi in the crowd. I don't know where she is, so I'm trying to catch up with her, try to find her. So I just keep running, and so I, I go all the way to where uh, it's almost to the front, and I'm thinking, okay, I might have missed her somewhere. So I track back, and finally I, I see her, and then we're talking. And so as they're walking, I'm thinking, I, I cannot walk. I'm cooling down. You know, it's cold now because my body temperature is dropping. So I said, Heidi, I got to keep running because I'm, I'm going to freeze already. She goes, go ahead, go run. So I think it's a 5K, maybe a little over three miles. So because I ran back and forth, now I'm going on the fourth mile. So I'm running, and I feel this sharp pain in this joint right over here. I don't know what joint this is, hip joint, some kind of thing. And as I'm running, I'm thinking, oh, man, come on. Old age, not now. Please. Not right now. Come on. And so I'm running and I feel this sharp pain. And and so I'm thinking, wait a minute. If I keep going, I'm not going to be able to get up the steps tomorrow morning when I have to speak. And then I'm thinking, but if it's just a short pain and I persevere through it, it'll go away. And so I thought, I'm going to persevere through this. And which I did. And the pain went away. Thank God. It was all good to go. And so we were done. And I told Heidi, I said, Heidi, I just had this sharp pain when I was running. And, and uh, she said, are you taking the, that medicine, that joint medicine? And I said, the what? She goes, yeah, you should take that joint medicine. And I said, Heidi, we live in Hawaii. You cannot say that loud. <laughs> right? Okay. Uh, some of you are still like, well, I don't know why these people are laughing. Good. Good. I'm glad. But she was telling me, you you know, take this because it will help with the joint pain and all of that. And I thought, yeah, I could. I I could do that. But then I thought, you know, there are times where we can just call it quits. There are times where we can say, oh, this is just too painful. It's too painful as a husband to say, I'm sorry. It's too painful as a wife to say, I'm sorry. It's too painful as a parent to say, forgive me. It's too painful. I, I can't do this. Or we can say, Lord, there are benefits persevering through this and you're going to strengthen me through it That all be well because it's your strength that will be given to me that's where i need to draw my strength from we don't need to persevere when we're excited or fresh or energized or joyful that the work is fun no need to persevere because life is sweet Successful people, if you ask them, or people that have persevered, they will look at fatigue or discouragement or heartache and pain as signs not to quit, but that they perceive them as signals to draw from the strength that comes from God, to rely on their character and keep going. See, perseverance doesn't demand more than we have. But it does demand all that we have. That's why Jesus said, and and the Lord spoke this to the Israelites, that you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. Because perseverance requires all. It means more than just working hard. That perseverance is an investment. Because it, it binds us emotionally, intellectually, physically, and spiritually to an event, an idea, or a task, or spiritual growth, or a, a physical challenge that we may encounter until we complete it. But here's something that robs us of persevering. It's a thing called excuses. Did you know that that we can, we can succeed much easier from failure than we can from excuses when it comes to persevering. Even if we fail, we can persevere. But if we make excuses, we'll never finish the race. Don't, making, don't make excuses rob you of the promises. Don't give in to making excuses when, when you don't perform to the best of your abilities. Instead, take complete responsibility for yourself, for your actions, and make God the source of your strength. Because it's going to require a lot, but our strength comes from the Lord. This is why we must understand that you have a purpose, that we all have a purpose. Our purpose helps us to persevere, to live life at its best. In the book of Psalm. 36 verses 5 through 9. It's in your notes. It says, Your unfailing love, O Lord, is as vast as the heavens. Your, your faithfulness reaches beyond the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains. Your justice, like the ocean depths. You care for people and animals alike, O Lord. How precious is your unfailing love, O God. All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. That's where we get life from, from God. That's who gives us strength. He's our source of strength. It comes from God. He continues in Psalm 43, verse 5, speaking to himself. The psalmist is kind of waking himself up and he says why are you cast down oh my soul and why are you disquieted within me have you ever encountered a time like that that even speaking to yourself boy this is not how you wanted it to turn out that you've said where is the hope that you've said this, there's no way possible that you've said no sense that you've said I, I'm gonna just give up that you've said why why am I in this situation And then the psalmist says this, Hope in God. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him, the help of my countenance and my God. Our ability to persevere and the benefits that come out of perseverance, we'll see all those promises because our hope is in God. Today, I want to encourage you, be a person who perseveres and you begin to see the benefits that come out of it and you will see the best life that you will ever live because God is the source of our strength. Amen. And close your Bibles and put away your notes. Some of you know this uh, television program. It's called America's Most Wanted. And you would watch the host, who is John Walsh, and you would think, boy, this guy, he's some kind of an actor or some kind of a communication expert. That this guy, uh, boy, he must have been a journalist or something because of how well he does the show. And, And America's Most Wanted has captured many who have done horrendous things that are... Uh, agencies could not capture. And with the help of the citizens, that's what this whole show is about, that us working together as, as the community would help capture these most wanted uh, men and women. But it wasn't always like that for John Walsh. And some of you know his story. Back in the 80s, I believe, his very own son, who was six years old, was abducted. At that time, they didn't have the systems that we have in place right now. That his son Adam was abducted And they did a 16-day search and then finally found that his son was dead. John Walsh was at the point of his life where he just felt no sense move forward. Thought of suicide. He thought of just ending it all. His house was for foreclosure. Finances depleted. Didn't even want to work. Lost 30 pounds. While with his doctor, Dr. Ronald Wright... He says, my life is over. And the doctor says to him, you made a great leap in having the largest search campaign ever. And he says, you've accomplished much. Now go out and do something with it. And John Walsh said, that was my wake-up call. That a purpose now. That because of what he said to me, allowed me to do what others could not do for themselves. He found the strength to persevere. That's why today, in many stores, it's called Code Adam. He put in place something that protects our children. Most of what we learn about persevering will come through the ages of... Of five, six, seven, and our teenage years. That's where we'll learn most of persevering. Many of us came through a family situation that we had to persevere from and we came out of. And it helped us to become stronger. We have been uh, learning about a one camp that has been done on Oahu called Camp Agape. That many of these children have their parents incarcerated and they have to persevere through this season of their life. And Pastor Roy Yamamoto is the overseer of this Camp Agape. And uh, Pastor Charlie has been a part of it for a couple years. And we just wanted to learn how we can do this thing called Camp Agape so that we could bring it here to the big island. For uh, many of our children and youth that are here, that their parents are incarcerated. And they too have to persevere through this season where their parents are or some, maybe just a single parent, is at home while their other parent is incarcerated. And when thinking about this camp, which is coming up in May, some of you are aware of it, some of you heard about it. Uh, We have some information at our information center that you can fill out if you want to get involved with it uh, or volunteer. Uh, Pastor Charlie is the overseer of it. But we wanted to show you this video to let you know that there is something that you and I can do to help with these children, these uh, the youth that are trying to persevere through this, that we can help teach them how to persevere. And in doing so, we can be a part of something bigger than us. Uh, we're also going to ask if you would be a part of an offering that we're going to be taking up. Just in a, a little while, we're going to receive an offering, a special offering. So this is above and beyond. And if God speaks to you, then go ahead and give. If not, don't worry about it. It's something that God puts on your heart. Again, not your will, but His will. And so we're going to take a look at this and then we'll receive the the offering for this. But uh, be a part of something bigger than us and we can help these children persevere as God helps us persevere. Watch this. Wow. So we're going to pray and and close our our service this morning, but uh, persevere. Draw strength from God. Would you pray with me? Let's bow our heads. Lord, we thank you. First of all, for being our strength, that you help us to persevere. Lord, there are children right now who are dealing with persevering. It's a difficult season for them. We want to do our part in helping them persevere through this season where one or sometimes two of their parents are incarcerated. And so as we give to you, let it be out of a heart that says we want to do something bigger than ourselves that will help children to be able to find hope in You. So Lord, I pray over the special offering that these gifts would, would be used to help these children know You more, that they would persevere through the desert times, that they would see the promises that You have for them on the other side. So I thank You for the hearts that are giving. I pray Your blessing over them and their families. Lord, for many of us this morning, to to hear a message about persevering and, and to push through and to to not quit can be difficult when we come across a situation that requires us to persevere. But Lord, I think we're all learning in this season that we're in what it means to persevere. And you may be here this morning and you're saying, boy, Lord, the Lord spoke to me in, in a way that, that captured my heart and I want to be a person who perseveres when there's adversity and responds to God's word this morning. If you're saying, Lord, I want, a, I want strength from you today to persevere. If that's you, would you just lift a hand and you're just responding to God and you're just saying to him, I'm letting you know, I want to be a person who perseveres. Good, good, many of us. good. You can put your hands down. Lord, I, I pray for your strength for all of us that we would be people who persevere because there are many benefits that come with persevering. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all said, Amen.